Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I'm your host, Chris Farmerson, and with me, as always, is the marvelous Jacob Atkins. Jake, I know you were out last week, but how are you doing, my man? I'm hanging in. Another another glorious Friday. Yep. Weekend, getting close mm-hmm. to Thanksgiving, all of that good stuff. So we have a lot to talk about today now that college basketball is in full swing. And just not just the NBA, but NCAA basketball, both men's and women's are underway. But let's before we get into the big college hoops discussion, let's start with our This Day in History. And Jake, we have a lot today. There's some big names involved today. Um, first thing I'm going to start with would be whenever Dwayne Wade put Anderson Varejao on a poster and probably one of the most disrespectful dunks that I've ever seen. Uh, um, I mean, if you, I'm sure if you just search Dwayne Wade poster, it's going to be like the first thing that pops up. Um, so if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, go check it out. Um, and then we had Kobe absolutely destroying Dwight Howard. So yeah, that one, that's iconic by in itself. Yeah. Probably two of the, the biggest posters of, so, of our generation. So let me ask you this. What, in your opinion, which poster was better, the Dwayne Wade poster on Anderson Verjao or the LeBron poster on uh, who is it, Jason Terry? Yeah, Jason Terry. Um, which which one would you classify as a better poster? I'm gonna say the Verjao just because it's not difficult to dunk on Jason Terry. He's like five eleven, five ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's shorter guy. Anderson Verjao is seven footer. So that that one and Verjao was trying to block it. Terry didn't really see it coming. No, because he so, he looked at the pa- the ball direction before yeah. LeBron was coming in. So yeah, de- I'm gonna go with definitely Dwayne Wade on Anderson Verjao. Okay, and one more uh, this day in history was uh, three years ago. Jimmer Fredette, 75 points for the Shanghai Sharks. Over somehow, six. somehow he's not in the league. I don't, I don't get it. I don't either. I, it's kind of because he, he's still a great shooter. Like, he still can shoot the ball. Like, even back like his days at Creighton, he, he was a great shooter. I think he just was undervalued. Yeah, he, he's an absolute dog. I don't, you, I don't I have a hard time believing that no one in the NBA thinks they can benefit from having him. Um, we also had Jimmy Butler in 2018 was traded from the Timberwolves to the Sixers. Um, Dwight Howard, when he was back on the Magic, he blocked 10 shots against the Thunder. We had Manute Bowl also block 10 shots. Um, and we had Wilt drop 53 points and then also dropped 55 points on this day. And then Bill Russell pulled down 37 rebounds in one game. It's crazy. So that's a good amount for this day in history. Now, moving on to, I think, another big moment that our podcast has been waiting for is College Hoops. Oh, yeah. Started Tuesday. And College Hoops has gone underway. And in your mind, when when college basketball started, and like we said, when we do our Hooper profiles, we try to work around the athlete's schedule. And we also, I like to watch, you know, the people who we have interviewed. One of the big games um, 
that I saw, I believe it was Tuesday night. Um, but before I get to the, to that game, I want to talk about one of the bigger upsets that I saw. Is number twenty five Virginia loses to the midshipmen in I think it was called the Veterans Classic. I think that's what the tournament is. Yeah, and. I don't know how – I mean, Navy has some good teams, but when you're a respected college and a respected basketball program like Virginia is, I don't expect y'all to lose. I mean, they got beat comfortably. Mm-hmm. So, actually, so the game the game that I saw that uh, – that I thought was really close. Niagara University versus Xavier, and we actually interviewed one of the guys, one of the athletes from Niagara University, and Justin Roberts. Six points, two assists, and a three-point loss to a really good Xavier team. So, good job to Justin as well, and a lot of more college basketball underway throughout the week. What are some games that, especially tonight? And this weekend that you're most excited about what seeing this scene. We talk about on the college side. On the college side, then we'll go to the NBA side. Um, let's see here. Get that schedule pulled up for tonight. I haven't even looked at it yet. We've I got see. UCLA and Villanova. That one's supposed to be a good one at eleven. And that's that's the latter. That's eleven thirty. Number yeah. two versus number four. That's going to be a really good game. That's Early the only 10. top only top twenty five game for tonight. Well, that's the only uh, top. You know where top twenty fives meet. There's a lot of top. They have you know a lot of lower ones like Kansas versus Tarleton, Alabama versus South Dakota State. Now um, tomorrow we've got number one versus number five. So we've got I did two versus see. four today and one versus five tomorrow. I did see that. Gonzaga and Texas. So who do you have tonight? The game to watch tonight, obviously, would be UCLA-Villanova. Who do you have? Um, I'm going to go with Villanova. You are? You're going yeah, with I, the under- I like those with old the biggies. Yeah, Villanova's good every year. They've got seasoned players. They're just tough every year. UCLA's a three-point favorite. Yeah, I want to go with Nova. You're going to go with Nova on that one? Okay, we'll see you. How well Villanova? Did. I want to. I'm going to take that with you. I'm going to take Nova just because you always Villanova is never that. Num- they're not top. Like you don't hear about them a whole lot until the tournament comes, and then you're like, oh wow, they're serious. It's like with UConn. Like when UConn wins a national title, you're like, oh, they're serious. Yeah, <laughs> they're serious about winning. And then we talk about tomorrow night. You said it was number. Three and number five. Number one and number five. We got Gonzaga number, versus Texas. Gonzaga versus Texas. So Bulldogs versus Longhorns. Are you taking the Zags on that one? Yeah, I, I feel like every year both of these teams are overrated, but I am going to go with the Zags. So here. what what upset me was Gonzaga was a forty point favorite in their game against. I'm not making this up. And you can laugh at it all you want. They played uh, what's team called Dixie State. I mean, that's that's a Gonzaga schedule. Yeah. That's a Gonzaga schedule. It was 97 to 63. 
this is the first year that I feel like Gonzaga actually plays a good schedule. They've got number five, Texas, number two, UCLA, number nine, Duke, number 14, Alabama. I mean, they, they play like actual they play good conference. Yeah, they're playing good competition this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that will hold. Now, I'm not saying that they'll, they won't be number one. I feel like we're going to have a team this year that none of these teams right now look like they're going to go undefeated. Yeah, in my opinion, I just they, I just don't see it. I don't see a Gonzaga from last year. You know, it's different. You know, Baylor is also not you know in the top. You know what? They weren't even top five, and they won the national title. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen. And Duke's number nine. This is Coach K's last ride. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Duke this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if they won it in his last year and he goes out with a title. I mean, that's just – that's the, you know, right off into the sunset what you would want. And I believe – and Sunday, there's not really much top 25. The only one that I see that's actually would be good is Florida, Florida State. Yeah, that in-state rivalry is usually a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I didn't see much else this week that interested me. No, and good luck to all uh, athletes who have been a part of the Hoop Jack journey. Good luck to your games this weekend. I know a big one is. Uh, I know there's a lot of big big names going around. Big competition. Make sure you guys show out, showing love and support all all around for you guys this weekend and the rest of your season. And now we're gonna switch because there's a lot to talk about in the NBA. Whew, where do we start? Uh, we could start with which which one do you, which which fight or which you know topic do you want to start? We could start with the Morris Jokic fight. That one would I wouldn't consider any of it a fight. I mean, shoving match and bear hug is but, what I would call the but, two but, incidents. But think this about week. this: had there not been a push, we wouldn't have. Let me. Let, we wouldn't have the greatest picture of all time in what I would consider to be the next Scarface movie. Oh, that Miami. That yeah. Miami picture. That was like the ne- that was like the Scarface movie. I feel like you, that was staged. Nobody on that. Nobody on that team is about that life. But that was hilarious. I looked at that picture. I'm like, man, this is a movie shot. This like the, the, if the, if anybody like the, on that team wanted smoke, it would be would, Butler. They would have got it. Now Butler, I can see actually, you know, putting his money where his mouth is, but no, nobody on that game wanted anything. No, and then you had the other night with Rudy Gobert and Miles Turner. It's just bear it's hug. No one's throwing group hug. No, it's like it's not a fight. So big games this weekend right now tonight. What are you looking at tonight? And also in mind, Giannis is out with an apparent ankle injury. Um, with I'm his game, to the Knicks Hornets game tonight. Knicks Hornets yeah. supposed to be good. That's going to be a great Eastern Conference matchup because New York. I want to see you know what Julius Randle could do and Lamelo and uh, on the other Kale side, Bridges I'm looking at Bulls Warriors for the other game tonight. I'm yeah, I think Bulls Warriors will be really good. I think, in my opinion, that. That Warriors team, we need to start putting some respect on Steph. Yep. More, we need to put some more respect on Steph and the Warriors. The fact that they're ten and one and Clay is now 
is not even there. I told you before the season so, started, this Warriors team is not not going to be easy. No, it's not, and it's going to be interesting. And we have a – for our lost and found segment, I have a player in mind that we need to be watching out for. But in the meantime, so this weekend, um, who do you have for this weekend as a sleeper kind of – that's a good game this weekend. Because actually, let's go through the line. Let's go through the line. So we have, we have the Knicks and Hornets. Knicks a one and a half point favorite. I'm gonna go with Knicks. They're in and they're in Charlotte for this one. I'm gonna go with the Knicks. You're going with the Knicks. Uh, Celtics, Bucks, Milwaukee a one point. I'm going to Milwaukee a one point favorite, but I'm giving it to Boston. I'm gonna go with Milwaukee without I, Giannis. I, yeah, the Celtics are garbage. Without Giannis, yeah. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Uh, Pistons, Cavs, Cleveland, a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, Cleveland's gonna win that one. Uh, <laughs> Blazers, Rockets, Portland, a six point favorite. I'm gonna go with the Blazers, obviously. Yeah. So my 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 opinion. What did you think of the K Cunningham Jalen Green matchup? I I didn't even get a chance to watch it. So I haven't seen anything on it. Jalen Green can fly. I'm telling you, that kid can fly out of the gym. Yeah, he can hoop for sure. Man can rise up with the best of them. Next up, we have Phoenix heading to Memphis to play the Grizzlies. Phoenix a one and a half point favorite. I'm gonna That's go gonna with close. Phoenix. Really? Yeah, I still, I'm a, I, I really like Phoenix still. I like Phoenix too. I just Memphis has been six and five. They're six and five. They're pulling together what they have. I mean. Jackson can't do all that. He can do the most that he can, right? Yeah, they're they're going. I mean, Phoenix is coming around though. I think they're like they've won six in a row, seven out of their last ten, something like that. So I, I like Phoenix in this one. Right. We have the Nets at Pelicans. Brooklyn a nine point favorite. Yeah, they'll Brooklyn. cover that. Uh, Kings Thunder Sacramento a four and a half point favorite. I'm gonna go with the Thunder in that one. You are? Hmm. Yeah. I'll go with the Kings because I feel um, Heald and Barnes could do something. They could pull off something with that. Uh, Mavericks, Spurs, a good Texas matchup. Um, Mavericks. That's Two and a half point yeah, favorite. Yeah. Just Luka. Uh, Hawks, Nuggets, Denver, a four point favorite. I'm going to go with the Hawks. And we have Bulls, Warriors. 10 p.m. Golden State a five and a half. Um, I'll go with Golden State, but it's yeah. gonna be close. I'm gonna go with Golden State too. It's gonna be close. I think it'll be within that spread. It yeah. might be under that spread because it'll be close. Yeah, but I, I think Golden State will pull through. And then we have uh, Lakers Timberwolves. I'm gonna go with Timberwolves. <laughs> I don't want to root, but it's the Lakers haven't been showing me anything. Yeah, and if LeBron's not coming back, then it doesn't like matter. It, yeah, it's Timberwolves, I think. Uh, any matchup this weekend you find interesting? It's a this, game to watch. This weekend, my game to watch, I think, is going to be – I want to go with the Celtics and the Cavs. I think it's going to be a really, really tough game. I got two. I got two that are going to be really interesting. I have tomorrow night, it's going to be Miami in Utah. 
It's going to be a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5 p.m. Uh, and then on Sunday, Bulls Clippers looks really good. Eight and three Bulls versus seven and four Clippers looks good. Even the Warriors Hornets, it looks interesting in an aspect of can a younger team counteract what Steph's been doing so far early this season? I, I mean, I don't think anybody can slow Steph down. I think he's going to run away with the MVP. Because he, the favorite, he's now becoming one of the favorites for MVP. Yeah, I think. And I think, it, it. I think, I think he should get it. He's, but he, but it's, but like I think you said this. We've seen greatness before. It just nobody likes to see it repeated. Yeah, you normalize it after so long. That's why you know when Jordan get didn't get seven or eight MVPs in a row. It went to Barkley and went to Malone. It went to. Um, who else did it go to? It went to. Oh, I'm you... blanking too. Yeah, I'm blanking too. But those are the two main ones, you know, Barkley and Malone. And he ended up, Jordan ended up winning the title. He's like, yeah, you can have that. I'll take this. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how that night goes. Uh, interesting stats going on. And we'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys. We have. Our one-on-one Hooper profile with uh, Cone Work at Basketball Academy CEO and operator Drew Cone. So stay tuned. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. Today for our one-on-one Hooper profile is Ecclesia College alum, basketball alumni and owner and operator of Cone Work Basketball Skills Academy, Drew Cone. Drew, it's good to have you on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. So, yes, sir. Uh, so before we get into it, tell me a little bit about Cone Work Basketball Academy. So Cone Work um, is just a basketball training business. Um, just, you know, just we just do skills and drills, uh, work with all ages, you know, little kids through professionals. And uh, mainly, you know, um, just help kids and help, you know, um, young men reach their dreams and their goals and women. So, you know, I do both girls and boys. So, you know, so mainly it's just to, you know, um, just to leave an impact on the younger generation, you know, just pass down what I've learned through the game and what others has taught me, you know, to them. And, you know, I'm just all about business, you know, just making teams, getting scholarships and hopefully uh, pro, pro contracts as well. So. Mm-hmm. So and before you uh, decided on creating Conework Academy, you started your basketball dreams in you started your basketball in Greensboro, North Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so growing up in Greensboro, when did you decide you wanted to commit 100% to, to the game of basketball? Yeah, so actually um, I played – my main two sports was so basketball and baseball. So um, – and I, I just grew up uh, – I can say it was about after my seventh grade year because I was still playing football in there too. And, um, yeah, so after seventh grade, I cut off football. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to focus on basketball and baseball. Well, um, I let go of baseball after my sophomore year. So, really, I really started to hone in on basketball fully, like my junior, senior year of high school. So. Okay. So, you you want, you tossed around between basketball and baseball before committing to basketball yes. for high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Just just fully like what well, I mean, like all diving into basketball 
was really like my junior year. <laughs> and was the competition around your high school area in Greensboro really talented? And were you able to be able to compete with some of the best in that area? Oh, yeah, always. Um, So I went to Easter Scythe, which is in Kernersville, North Carolina. Okay. And I grew up in Greensboro. So, uh, yeah, I moved to Kernersville. Was like my sixth, seventh grade year, fifth or sixth grade year, or somewhere around there. And um, yeah, so just um, Easter Scythe, we was um, we're in the 4A conference, so we so we're in the biggest classification in North Carolina. So that means that you know we was playing against all the biggest schools like Western Scythe, Mount Tabor, um, Southeast Guilford, Page. I mean, so night in and night out, we we played against the best of the best competition, and that is when you know like all the stars was still in public school. You know, now nowadays most kids they they're playing for the private schools, but when when I was still in high school, the public school scene was really really good, and so all the top talent was public, and man, you know it was just night in night out. Even on my team, I mean practices was tough. Um, you know I played with my brother Madison, um, Brandon Childress who played at Wake, he's across seas right now. Um, Craig Hinton who went to VMI. We had Larry Curry. I mean just delicious goes on and on. So, I mean, even practice was even intense. So, yeah. And that's good to hear that there was still good competition. And I, I couldn't help the, when you said that all the good kids, you know, like you said, they went to private school versus public school. And I mean, a lot of people underestimate the, a lot of some of the good talent does come from public school and not yeah. a lot of people can afford the private school, you know, that lifestyle, but public school still Agreed. brings out some great talent this no one, matter what. Agreed. Agreed. Then, yes, sir. And I, uh, keep going. No, and I, and I think that there's some hidden gems at public school as well. So, you know, it's just, you know, so, yes, sir. So there's, you know, uh, the, the, the public school basketball scene, it, it still is a good scene, so. Yeah. And then throughout, you're making your decisions through high school year. Um, you, when I was doing my research, I couldn't find where did where you committed to first because i noticed at the end of your college career you committed you went to ecclesia college yes sir did you go anywhere yes, before ecclesia college yes i did so actually i went to four schools in five years wow so out of high school i went to sand hills community college um down in pinehurst north carolina uh, i went there my freshman year had knee surgery so i had to um so i had to um research and then um, after Sand Hills, I came back uh, home. I went to Guilford Technical Community College for two years, played under um, Kirk Chandler. And, um, yeah, so just really thrived there. After that, um, I went to Pfeiffer University for a year, uh, played under uh, Coach Pete, Coach Moe, Coach Durkee, and Coach McCann over there at Pfeiffer. And that was a great experience. Um, really, you know, why I chose to left Pfeiffer was because I just needed a new scenery. I needed just to get out of North Carolina. So I could grow, you know, as a person, grow, grow my faith in God and, you know, just 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 find out more about who I am, you know, away from home. So then, um, yeah, so then that's when I went down to Arkansas and um, I finished out my career there. So. And with your time at Ecclesian, what was it? What did you want to do after you graduated from Ecclesian and after once you were done with the college basketball scene was the first step to work? create uh cone work yes sir so so actually the first step was to play across seas and i had um had agencies on me um i actually got a couple offers and um 
yeah, so the first step was to play across seas. But um, when the pandemic hit, I came back home and um, my it was crazy how God works because my knee started bothering me. So I had to go to the doctor. And then uh, the doctor told me, was like, you know, we're going here. You know, we'll have a couple of procedures, this, that, and the third. And that will actually push my time back. You know, just getting back on the court, it will be months, months, and months of recovery. So I was just like, man, you know what? Let me just try out training. So I just randomly, you know, I just hit up uh, my two good friends, Monte Brandon and uh, Reggie Dillard, which um, they're two pros across seas. And I was like, can I train y'all, you know? And then they was like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll give you a chance. And after that, that that's when cone work was made right there. So them, them two, you know, the professional level, uh, they, they gave me a chance to showcase what I can do, you know, what I've learned. And, uh, yeah, then, then cone work just took off from there. So I posted up, a, you know, just a couple of videos to people I was training. And then, you know, in the back of my head now I was playing and I was like, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. And God just kept reassuring me, you know, that this is the path that he wants to take me. And you had talked about, you know, the pandemic kind of gave you time to come back home. Was the pandemic also difficult with your time in your time with cone work? Because, you know, uh, businesses were down. We couldn't be close. A lot of kids were and especially a lot of college basketball players started becoming having an introverted lifestyle when it's hard for them because they like to be out athletes like to be moving mm -hmm. and they want to be training, but they can't in this time. How hard was it for you to kind of go through that? And how did, were you able to persevere through that? Yes, sir. So actually, man, God was really good during the pandemic. If I can be honest with you, our gym, um, of course, you know, we had to wear masks and stuff, but our gym let us train still all day. Um, so, so the, the gym where, where we was at, it was a private gym. So, I mean, it was just like, you know, as long as y'all saved this down a third, you know, um, you can train, me and my dad. And uh, really, man, it was actually a blessing because since all the colleges and all the pros are back home because of the pandemic, I mean, I, I was in that gym from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day during the summer. So, and I had clients back to back to back, you know, had a little two-hour break there, you know, 30-minute break there, but I was always in the gym. And, you know, God, you know, and I and I think that it was all God's timing because um, if I would have started cone work at, at, at any other time, I don't think that it would have been like it is now, you know, the success that I had. But um, I started right on time. And it's crazy because it was in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, and God just kept all of us safe throughout the process. You know, we we, we was having masks, making sure everything was clean. And, uh, yeah, so actually, man, I – God, God was a truly a blessing to me and cone work. So during the pandemic, that's great to hear. And I noticed that a couple of the brands that you work with, one of them is actually your alma mater. So, what are some of the other brands that and colleges that you've got to work with to help cone work get to the level where it's at today? Oh, of course. So, um, we partnered with. So I worked out. Um, High Point Christian Academy, basketball teams, uh, girls and guys, um, partner. Um, I just left Florida. Uh, I went to Florida a couple of weeks ago. Uh, went to South Lake High School in Orlando. Um, my alma mater, uh, Easter Scythe. Um, I'm about to go and speak to the girls and guys teams there, um, the basketball teams. 
Um, who else? Uh, Queens University. Uh, my sister plays there, but the um, but the coaches they let me work out the team, and I work all of their elite camps over the summer. Um, and uh, I partnered with a uh, 94 feet a game. Uh, coach Phil Handy of the Lakers. Um, I was just a future coach on their website. So it's been, you know, so I, I'm, you know, I, I just, I, it's, it, it's just a blessing. So, you know, just the people who, who I'm, who co-workers partner with, because it's, it's, it's just expanding both of the brands. So it works both ways. So I'm, it's truly a blessing. I'm glad to hear that the brand's doing well and through this time. And my last question to you would be what advice would you give to a high school hooper wanting to play at the college level? Oh man, the advice I would say is, um, first of all, just keep God first in all you do. That's that's really number one. You cannot lose that, and that's the most important key. Number two is work hard. Um, you know, and sacrifice a lot. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And um, you know, there's a lot of things that I missed. You know, when I was in high school, parties, this, that, and the third plums. But you know what? I look back at it now. It was all worth it. You know, and um, you know, and and my thing is is that you can push a little harder. You know, if you think you're working hard now, you have another gear that you can go to. So that so 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 those are just my tips. Keep God first, and work hard and sacrifice because in the end, it'll listen. The reward of playing college basketball, being on that team. And after you leave him, you know, just creating the, the lifetime friends and the memories is priceless. So that's some great advice. Thank you, Drew. Uh, and again, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. And guys, make sure to check Drew out and his and his uh, crew at Cone Work Basketball Skill Academy. You can always check it out on Instagram. And you guys have a website as well. No, well, uh, just just Instagram right now. The website. Um, is being worked on as we speak. So, all right. So, look forward to seeing uh, the work pay off and all the kids growing as basketball players again. Thank you again, Drew, for coming on the show. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. No God problem. Bless. We'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys. So, stay tuned. And we're back, guys. I want to thank Drew Cohn for taking the time to come on the show and make sure you check his, him and his organization out, uh, Cohn Academy or Cone Work and Basketball Academy, and looking forward to see him grow his business and seeing the, the athletes that he works with grow as well. And next up, we have our Dano's Lost and Found segment. This is where we like to find out who's lost and who's found. I kind of treat it like a, like a school, you know, when kids lose their jackets and their water bottles. But And we love Dano's so much. I know uh, Jake can't get enough of that Dano seasoning. No, I, I mean it's it's a an everyday thing. It's like a staple on whatever I'm eating. It's a lifestyle. Whether, yeah, it's a lifestyle. That's exactly right. And you can't get rid of it. So, Jake, who who's lost? Who's who? Who's still lost? It can't be found. He's he's been lost ever since last season in the playoffs. It's Ben Simmons. Um, nowhere to be found. Refusing to report. Claiming mental health. Um, and a report came out today that, or yesterday, excuse me, that he feels like the 76ers want to force him to play. Um, whether they do or not, he's being paid to play. So, yeah, they want him to show up to work. I don't, 
understand how that's a news story. Like this just in hurts wants Jacob to come to work while they're yeah. paying him. Like, yeah, they want that. Like it's, it's my job. It's, it's his job to show up to work. And his, his agent thinks that, you know, Philly is, they just think he's lying about his mental health issues, which I think so too. I don't, I don't know anyone who thinks he's telling the truth. Um, it, it came out of nowhere. He's refusing to see team doctors to kind of be evaluated, which you should have to do if, if they're continuing to pay him he should be seen by their doctors to get some kind of evaluation done. I mean, it's just an absolute crap show. Yeah. And it's, it's not getting any better for that organization. And, you know, the 76 is still not backing down. I think good, you know, they shouldn't because he's, he's, he's trying to get what he wants. And yeah. I don't think he should. He's, he's, ma- he's making a mockery of people who actually struggle with mental illness and, he, he's only hurting himself. He's hurting his trade value. No one's going to want him. No, and no one should. And I think it's just ruining what, you know, I feel he... He can do the work and get better at it. It's not going to happen overnight, but if you do stuff that, oh, I don't know, helps, it'll get better. Like he's everyone... been coddled his whole life. And I feel like he's never had to. He's never had to deal much. with the. He's and never he's had to never deal with actual yet. real problem. He's never been criticized. You can tell he's never been criticized. No, he's like the kids who you know can't take losing a lot. You know they all their their goal is to be the best, and if they're short, then it all comes crumbling down. Yeah, he 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 need he needs to just get in the gym, put the work in. And get better. Right. Instead of putting on this charade and making a fool of himself and just trying to ride this out until someone caves, he needs to just do better. Play, show people that you can play and that you're working and that you're getting better at shooting free throws and you're not afraid to go to the free throw line, and then they'll be able to find a trade for you. Right. And that's really all that matters. So – and I know you're tired of talking about Ben Simmons. Man, I'm even tired of talking about Ben Simmons. That man stays in the news longer than he yeah. needs to. He needs to just he needs to just get back into it. And the positive on this is we 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 know someone who's found, and I think it's no surprise. I mean, his dad was the glove. No, why don't we call him the flyer? I mean, I think we could even still call him the glove too. I think we still call him the a, glove. But he's a you know, menace on defense. But on defense, he's a menace. On offense, he's flying. Gary Payton. We're talking about Gary Payton the second. That kid can ball. Yep. He can play. That kid, and he's. This is his what second year in the league. Um, or is it I, his first? I think it's his first. If he's if it's his first, he's making a good statement for all NBA all rookie first team. Let's see. Gary Payton Jr. He was in the 2016 draft, went undrafted, and has been in the league since 2018. Okay. 
Well, I think that makes sense. I did hear about him. I can't remember what school he played for, but I know he went to Salt Lake Community College mm-hmm. from 2012 to 2014, and then Oregon State. Oregon State—that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, had a good run at Oregon State. Put up some good numbers. Did he go overseas or was it G League? G League. Okay, I mean he's so he's got accustomed to he's gotten used to the um at least the NBA aspect of the competitive play, but now he's making a case for because technically he's he would be a rookie mm-hmm. this first year, so he's making a state a rookie and on a team that's ten and one. That's like when what Von Miller said he went from a three and seven team to a seven and one team. Yeah. Woke up seven and one. Yeah. You're waking up every day ten and one. Or, you know, waking up on a first place team in the West. And he, he's contributing too. He's not just riding no. coattails. He's actually contributing. Mm-hmm. He's making sure his minutes count. And I'm excited to see what he what he does this year. I feel like he has a good case for It'd be close for rookie of the year because, you know, Jalen Green's making a very great case. And Kate Cunningham had a slow start, but he's trying. But Gary Payton the second is doing some work. It'll be tough for him to get rookie of the year with the MVP on his team, though. Yeah, it would be. But it could happen. But, yeah, and whoever knows. And that's been our Dano's Lost and Found segment. And for the last bit, we always like to do a little mindful moment. We like to reflect, see what's going on in each other's lives and make sure that we're all doing okay. So, Jake, what's been what's been going on with you? What's been your mindful moment? I don't really have a set mindful moment, man. It, I've, I've just been kind of grinding through the week, living, living for the weekend still. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing a pattern every week. Just get to Friday. It's always a pattern. That that pattern just never changes. Get to Friday and you're good. Yep. Uh, my mindful moment. It's not really like a my like a. I don't have a quote, but um, I don't know if I told you. I think I told you this on Friday, I believe, mm-hmm. that I had an interview. Yes, how did that for, go? With the public school system, uh, and it went well. Um, apparently, I heard from my boss my principal saying that they gave her a call because you know i have she's my reference mm-hmm. so i always am i'm thinking that's some good news at least they called my my references yeah maybe that'll get me one step closer to that so when are I'm you waiting. gonna hear back i should be hearing back this week so if anything happens yeah, I'll let y'all know because this is, you know, big if it happens. It's big for not only myself, but for the show. We can actually expand, try to expand. I'm not going to lie. This show, you know, gets me through the week. Mm-hmm. Do it, doing the interviews, talking basketball, you know, changing lives. It, it gets me through the week because this is fun. Like we do this for fun. And we didn't have to, and we didn't have to do this at all, but we really do this for fun. And we like to talk and we like to, you know, talk sports, talk basketball. That's about it. 
But thanks again for tuning in, guys. Make sure to go check out Drew Cone and Conework Basketball Academy. Make sure to check on our Instagram page at underscore hoopjack underscore and click on the link tree. Use code hoopjack for our Dan- for the Danos link on our link tree to check out more for Danos seasoning and continuing to love and support the show. If you ever guys want to make a donation to the show, it always helps. Click on the support section, donate however you want. It could be a dollar, it could be more. It doesn't even matter. We love you guys. We hope you guys love the show. I know we love it because we make it, but we couldn't do this without you guys. And remember, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling. Peace.